0: Welcome to Serially Hooked Star Wars! We are hookers Chris and Richard, and today that would be a waste of Imperial resources. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and at seriallyhooked.com where you can get all our latest info. Make sure also to subscribe so you just have all of our latest episodes right in your podcast app of choice. Of course, of course, we'll continue our weekly coverage of The Mandalorian, with another episode on the weekend and also have another episode of D&D coming to you soon. And with that, if that were true, the Senate would know. So, obviously we're going to be talking about if you haven't seen it already by the title of the episode, we're going to talk about the second season. Of The Bad Batch. Rashad, how are you doing today? Feeling great. I'm excited to talk about this episode of
1: or the season of television. It's kind of interesting to us, for us, because we normally talk about a single episode at a time. So going in, peeling back to talk about a whole season of television at once is going to be um, a little bit out of our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But... I am interested to see what you thought about the season. I know I have my thoughts. They might be along similar lines because we tend to somewhat agree on, on, especially when it comes to questions of quality with uh, things related to Star Wars. Mm. So it'll be an exciting conversation.
0: Absolutely. And we also have sort of two different approaches to the show, if you will, because you watch them week to week, if I'm correct. And I just binged them over the last 10 days or so. So... There is quite a difference in how we perceived the show. And yeah, we were debating actually to kind of to pull the curtain aside a little bit, whether to do weekly coverage of the show as well. And if I look at some of the episodes in this season, I'm really, really happy that we didn't. Overall, there were some really good ones. And I remember after one particular episode, you kind of said you would have loved to cover that. But... Um, And I understand because when I watched the episode, it was like, oh yeah, I can see why Rashad wants to talk about this as soon as possible. But there were also, and that is maybe the first point to talk about, so many episodes that I didn't like and that I would say are objectively not good, if not bad.
1: Yeah, I wonder if we had covered it week to week if you would have come out with much worse overall impressions just because of the frustration of those episodes because mm. essentially in my mind this season of television has two lines, has the good line and the bad line. Has the stuff about the <laughs> clones and and crosshair and the empire and conspiracy theories and all these things, which I think was fascinating. And then mm-hmm. the stuff all the stuff with the bad batch on pabu on pabu on another um avatar reference um all and and whatever else was happening on the thefts of their ship and all these other things Mm -hmm. which were mediocre at best and uh insulting at worst (laughs) and and then it all tied together somewhat at the very end which i thought i thought the season finale was good um Mm -hmm. uh, borderline great in some points and it's kind of like you have these two parallel stories and and of completely different quality.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I think it helped me just to binge all of it because as I was preparing for this episode, I wrote down some things that I liked and some things that I disliked. And I could just see how, and even the the episodes that I didn't like, even like resented some of them, there were definitely, I could see the point of them in a way because there was something in there, a tiny, tiny grain of plot in there for the overarching, um, of the overarching season. But still, it could have been handled much better and we wouldn't have needed that episode. And I'm not talking about a specific one. I'm, I'm talking about multiple ones. And just, it, it was it was fascinating making these like lists of what I liked and what i didn't like about this season just because there were so many things i liked uh which surprised me because as i was just watching it was like ah, okay okay and then, and then oh a good episode okay okay and um, <laughs> so that was kind of i i thought that you know obviously we ended on a high i think the uh the last episode ended in a really cool place and yeah i don't know it's i'm 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 surprisingly it's it's weird my my like emotions are very mad too disappointed but my brain is like no but there were there was good stuff in it so i'm kind of kind of uh, still processing that
1: well i think on my end since the last thing i saw was just the finale by itself where the last two episodes was came out at once as a finale right it was mm-hmm. just like that's the only lasting impression i have and everything else is kind of like if, I don't know when you watch something week to week you yeah. kind of let whatever is bad you just let it disappear and whatever is good you really hold on to it I feel and mm-hmm. um, I so yeah maybe I overall enjoyed the season a little bit more than you did uh, maybe because of that and because the lasting memory is that finale which I think Um, if you had told me at the beginning of the season that this is where the finale would end, I would tell you you're lying (laughs) or tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's just really interesting. So I'm I'm really excited to kind of go through what you thought over the good stuff and the bad stuff, because maybe you have more um, coherent thoughts, especially over the
0: earlier parts of the season, because they're Mm -hmm. more fresh in your mind. Yeah, sure. I think I'm going to start with the things that I didn't like because I want to end on on a good note. There yeah, I mean we just talked about it. There are just too many episodes that I didn't care about at all. Um and yeah, yes, there were things in it that were turned out to be important later, but it's just like, yeah, you could have done that differently, but like episode 4 faster, episode 5 entombed, uh what else? Th- those are two bad ones. The the one where their ship gets stolen. Oh yeah, episode 10 really didn't like that one either just those are are probably the three worst but there are also some that i was like very mad about so overall i think it is maybe representative of star wars in general in that i wouldn't compare that obviously the the best episodes of this season to something like episode five the movie but but you know in general there's a there's quite the fluctuation in quality, shall we say, um, <laughs> in this uh, in this season and in the franchise itself, uh, which is kind of an interesting thing.
1: Well, it kind of reminds me of Clone Wars a little bit, yeah, 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 yeah. where you had some arcs that were freaking phenomenal, and then others were just like, "What is happening right now?" And I guess in Clone Wars, it was by design because there were specific mm. arcs. And this they don't have that as much. But if you really think about this variety and quality, and I guess this season really does mimic... Imagine you have two concurrent arcs. And mm. one is like Umbar, almost Umbara level. And the other one is, I don't know, something else level. <laughs> like bad <laughs> Clone Wars level. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's really fascinating to see. Yeah, I and... Dare I say it? Is Dave Filoni just why? Why is he doing this? I mean, he's not there by himself, of course, but I'm not too happy with this because with Clone Wars, you could say, okay, you need like some filler episodes because it was developed for network television, but this is for streaming, and like you can just have some banger episodes here, and yeah, you you can have some ebb and flow in the construction of an entire season. But you don't have to put shit episodes in there. Like who who greenlit like half of these episodes, I wonder.
1: I don't know. First of all, I, I think maybe because they do want the number of episodes. And then also like I don't like to use the excuse, oh, this is for children kind of thing for quality because like there's great stuff in here. And that's and great stuff has been made for children as well. And I just, it just b- makes it seem that it's lazy, some of the stuff in the middle. The writing is a little bit lazy. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to justify here. This, no, I don't want no, that, no. that. Maybe that'd be the tone of my voice. But I'm just trying to figure out why or this came to be. Um, maybe yeah. they just wanted to create more episodes of television. Maybe this is just what Dave Filoni does. There's a bunch of things at the wall. Some things stick, some things mm-hmm. don't. And that's fine. But um i don't know i'm actually quite positive i guess in the grand scheme of things because i think but the 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 thing that really on a week-to-week basis made me unhappy i guess was because the premiere was good episode three i think was a great episode of television (laughs) and then you have four and five that come after it and you're just like oh my (laughs) lord what is happening (laughs) Uh, and then you have episode, you know, six, which is like, okay, cool. You got a Wookiee. You get like, this is that was a really fun ride. Um, I think that, I think in my mind, that's the best episode with just the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has nothing to do with the actual workings of the Empire, which I think is still yeah. like the best thing that Dave Filoni does. Um, and I don't know. It's just so like, if you're just talking about the first half of the season, it's it's really like you come off really strong and then... Poof, a collapse. <laughs> <And Yeah. laughs> then it does just, you know, just in, in the grand scheme of things though, it's fun to, to think about. And I, I guess maybe it's might be a differentiation in our personalities that I grab to the highs and you grab to the lows. Uh, but I'm quite high about this season of television mm. in, in, in retrospect.
0: No, I mean, I, w- I just wanted to start out with the negative things just so I can <laughs> end on the positive note. Um, I mean, just some things in terms of i mean so yeah as you mentioned it some of the writing was very clunky heavy-handed not nuanced there were some plot holes in there as you do um just some of the characters i just i just find i find them so stupidly annoying or boring like i've never i mean sid is a character that is not meant to be likable so i guess it's good character design in that way but I think she's supposed to be funny as well.
1: Yeah, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, and it's just it just doesn't land. And I think it is one of these things where you said this is also for children, so that's what they. And maybe children laugh at like whatever whatever it is she calls all of the members of the bad batch and whatever ridiculous bullshit she says. But
1: or the record jokes or yeah. like the tech yeah, yeah. need the tech exposition. Um, yeah, no, mm-hmm. not great
0: yeah and it's just oh oh my god oh tech the fucking quote-unquote romance that they're trying to pull off here <laughs> is so terrible that's almost the worst thing about this entire season for me i was like <laughs> when they were trying to do that it was like this comes out of nowhere and is handled so poorly and just tech i think tech and wrecker are just emblematic they're the worst offenders not they but like they're so static. Like, the Bad Batch overall is just still so static. They don't have, like, almost any, like, character growth or an arc. I guess Echo to some extent, Hunter to some extent, Omega for sure. But, like, Reka and Tech generally, I mean, Tech, I guess, but in a bad way. Like, the, his, he does have an arc. It's just badly written. And it's, I mean, except for the end. The end is amazing. But, uh, I don't know, just... Oh, I hated that so much. And uh, yeah, that's kind of... <laughs> I guess I'm going to end by lament here uh, because that's all the bad stuff I have to say. I guess the but thing is, though, uh, I'm just going to
1: counter that, I guess, by saying, yes, Wrecker and Tech are the ones that don't have a good arc, but I actually think Echo has a great arc, Hunter yeah. has a great arc, uh, and then don't forget, Crosshair is still part of the Bad Batch, and his arc is... Yeah is like so good (laughs) incredible so i mean you got three out of the five uh oh no four out of the six six yeah yeah, yeah. with omega Mm -hmm. so i think it's actually quite uh, effective and and in the end choosing to get rid of one of them (laughs) or the least effective one conceivable (laughs) potentially is also um a good choice and i wonder how that's going to impact wrecker because what we saw from wrecker in the i mean small sample size but at the end of this of the season finale, I thought was a very different vibe than it was uh, previous to that. So, oh. it, yeah, I think it's... I don't know. I'm excited to see where they're going to go. And they, they successfully... I don't know what you want to call it. Enticed me to, yeah. to watch season three. I would have watched it anyways, but now I'm really excited for it.
0: Yeah, that's, that's going to be great. I mean, they really nailed the landing here. They stuck the landing here 100%. I was... Honestly, the the fact that Tech sacrificed himself Chevskis. like not because I think his character is annoying or anything or it's too static just from a like dr- like from a dramatic perspective it's so good to have one of them Be- also because yeah you don't expect it right uh you have te- you have Echo leaving which I think was great like they handled that really well also how it affects Amiga and then Tech sacrificing himself so good. I like that a lot. Um, just like Omega's arc in, in general, like the way specifically she talks about the Bad Batch as the family and like the uh, the Marauder as her their home. And, you know, she's really struggling with Echo leaving the team, but also then, of course, uh, Tech dying. And just... Also, how everybody else around her reacts to that, I think, is pretty good, except for tech. Is like does not compute. I cannot, I can't do emotions. That's like tech, but everybody else is like pretty, pretty sensitive to that. Um, in terms of like yeah, the uh, the bad bad more bad batch related stuff, Sid's betrayal and the arc of generally like the bad Batch kind kind of cutting ties with her, was handled like generally pretty well the the betrayal at the end I love that a hundred percent her character um, and just super effective uh, I did wonder why are they at Sids and how did they get a like how does that work but of course then in terms of plot it makes sense but AC was there previously right yeah he was the bartender basically ah uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah um because yeah for a second i was like what's easy how did they do that (laughs) but uh, yeah i think they just left him at at sid's to like work at the bar um and then we get to like the other clones rex and crosshair their arcs so cool Crosshair specifically um yeah i i'm gonna before we go into like the big picture stuff uh that I absolutely adored. Like, what else about like the Bad Batch focus was like gave you gave you the feels?
1: I mean, I really, yeah, I think you nailed hit the nail on the head with Omega and you using her as the emotional center for the entire show and consequences of family and belonging. A specific shot in the finale where a Hunter is looking back when Omega is kidnapped and just sees her toys lying around in the back where she always used to play, Mm -hmm. and just that silent depiction that doesn't need any words, but immediately conveys all the emotion that Hunter is feeling there is the consequence of two seasons of Arc for him becoming more paternalistic, and also, oh oh man, you said Bad Batch things, but also I love Hemlock as a villain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So good. That, That would have been my next point. Really good antagonist.
1: Yeah, and also, like, is he the first American version of the Empire? (laughs) Or, like, American accent? (laughs) I think so, yeah. It throws me off every time I hear his voice, but well Mm. done. Well done voice acting. Um, A great, um, you know, uh, yeah, just phenomenal. But, yeah, I think overall with The Bad Batch... I think that, that most of their arcs, I guess, as I mentioned earlier, uh, were quite well done, minus Echo. And, I mean, Record doesn't really have an arc. Maybe we'll get more of it now at the mm-hmm. consequence of um, Echo's death. Oh, not Echo's Tech. death, sorry, yeah. Tech's death. Um, yeah, and then also I love the beginning of the season where Echo decides to leave in this fight between him. Not a fight, but disagreement between him and Hunter. And now mm. sort of this, uh, it's just... I thought it was it was great for mo- all of the I mean for most of the bad batch and and their mm-hmm. specific involvements and also I don't know what the future for Commander Cody is going to be after his defection uh-huh. but I would love to see him and in getting involved somehow and yeah it just it's it's incredible and I, I just I, I don't have any specific points or as specific as points as you are because I'm watching this I guess week to week but mm-hmm. um i'm overall very satisfied and happy with where the bad batch is now and where they were at the beginning of the season and then if i look back and think back about that whole journey um yeah well done
0: yeah 100% and yeah you mentioned it uh, the the my first point about the big picture was that uh hanlock the uh the doc uh well as he is usually described uh, as in my notes the doc uh he was a really good antagonist i very chilling like the uh mad not mad but like evil scientist uh really kind of sometimes you know understated but very threatening um and just oh my god everybody take a breath the fucking arc of the growing disrespect for clones in the imperial army and the empire specific like generally so good, so <laughs> fucking good, it's chilling, I love it yeah it it was kind- of, it threw me a little bit that for three episodes in a row, all the officers that hated on the uh uh on the clones were like blue eyed blonde guys, so I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what are they doing here uh is that some sort of subliminal messaging or what um But I loved how they handled it, how that just permeates through the ranks as well. Yeah. And how they are. And the guy that crosshair, fucking crosshair shot the officer, the good guys, good soldiers follow orders, crosshair shoots his officer because he says they're like the clones are expendable. And so good. Uh, The, uh, I thought it, it was bumpy a little bit, but overall, also Chuchi's fight for representation and the rights of clones was such a good topic to, you know, weave into this story. So so well done as well. Like Chuchi, always great to see her. Sometimes the writing was like so so, but overall loved it as just a topic and just the way you see how the like the the, er, er, the nascent empire, if you will, uh, becomes the empire we know from the original trilogy. You can see it developing here, and I think they did a, a fantastic job of depicting it here. Do you think that they uh, foreshadowed a future conflict
1: in the seasons of the Bad Batch, where they said you know, at the summit um, mm. that what happens if the clones do have an uprising? Do you yeah. think we're going to see some sort of clone-led uprising in this content, in this show?
0: I hope so. <laughs> I hope that's what season three is going to be. I hope that's what Rex and Cody and also the Bad Batch to some extent are going to be up to. I guess the Bad Batch not so much because they're just going to they – will, they will kind of fixate on getting Omega back. But everybody else, I think, is going to do that. And if they do that, that's going to be an, a fantastic addition to the canon
1: i can't wait to see something like that happen and you know it's gonna end in heartbreak because the next thing we see with rex Mm -hmm. is what happens in rebels and he's just kind of alone sequestered on a planet with a couple other clones and gone crazy a little bit (laughs) so
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i don't know but i mean i i definitely think that it would end in a sad place but that doesn't mean that I mean, that's drama, baby.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's great. I love it. And one of the things about this show is that they're starting to really weave together. And I guess this is called corporate synergy, but weaving together all (laughs) of the cloning arcs as well. we're we're getting to learn about cloning and and the empire's designs and the clarity that we're getting that this is like directive from the emperor himself and at this point it's kind of really hard for me to tell what information i'm getting from the bad batch and what am i getting from the mandalorian Mm -hmm. because they're so intertwined this cloning plot but i think it's making it more that the bad batch is essentially required watch at this point like you kind of have to mm-hmm. know it i mean not if you're just like a uh, i don't want to say any negative ne- derogatory terms here but i would say superficial star wars fan but if you're just a mandalorian Ooh. fan <laughs> shots but, fired we shot yeah.
0: shot first
1: <laughs> but i think in general it's it's just that this is such a good show and it because it ties so closely to the plot of the mandalorian and the mandalorian is the flagship show of star wars at this point that it it heightens the importance of watching this season of television or the bad batch in general
0: yeah they're doing a a really good job of making sure you watch everything so you don't miss it you don't miss like the important parts which is just you know they've learned a thing or two from uh, I I mean I guess Dave Filoni was always pretty good at that but I'm sure they've copied some Marvel stuff.
1: Well, also yeah. like Dave Filoni imbues everything in everything.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. The the season as as a whole, I think, just adds so many interesting things to the canon, and uh, I just I just wish the the it's it's weird right because this this as you said it has like two parallel parallel stories and the bigger picture could have been more of an andor thing but i mean it i'm i'm sure they're not going to go into that sort of thing as like in an animated show that is kind of at least partially or maybe even heavily targeted at kids probably not going to go into deep political theory uh, even though i would uh really love that they would just get rid of the other shit and just do that <laughs> um but i mean i'm i'm unfortunately still disney hasn't hired me i'm sad to <laughs> announce um <laughs> and, bye bye Gear. we're listening we're we're here yeah, for you we're here we're here you know uh just just fire kathleen kennedy and we'll, we'll take her job <laughs>
1: we would burn it all to the ground in like a week <laughs> yes
0: absolutely we know nothing
1: um but we have gone over 25 minutes at this point and haven't talked about gunji and our Gungi. i forget how to pronounce his name
0: i think it's gunji
1: yeah gunji okay he's a great confirmation that he survived very happy yes. to know that gunji did not die in order 66 uh i also love learning more about the wookiees and their culture and going to <laughs> kashik like yes please oh, like. Yes. How much time actually? Because I, for my head, the most time i spent on Sh- kashyyyk was in the game. The, the <laughs> yeah, so same, same.
0: <laughs> it was always this beach, the beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, or I mean, in the Last Jedi, which was uh oh, yeah. um, not the Last Jedi. What is it called? Jedi uh, Survivor called? or something? Yeah, Survivor, is the um, Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order. and i fall in order that's it we got there got there everybody
0: (laughs) the power of teamwork
1: (laughs) no i think like it's really cool to see kashig in their culture a little bit more and to see like their nascent uprisings and all these Mm -hmm. things and and you're starting to see all these different factions of like rebellions against the empire and that's what's a cool use of the bad bash as your avatars for this world or this universe because you're able to go in and out of different storylines. And mm. most of them are not that interesting, but some of them are, and the most important ones are great. So, and even like at the finale or in the summit episode, I guess the, the, the penultimate episode, you get this, like, Rera comes back and here's a different faction. And I love that mm-hmm. added wrinkle and how that ruined their plan. Nothing else. And it was a different <laughs> rival, like rebel rebel faction. So all in all, I think, um, I it's just the Bad Batch is an as I said it as an avatar for using uh for for exploring the universe, I think is a really smart decision.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And those both of those instances I was really happy. I mean, who doesn't like Gunji, really? Like, and I say that known kid hater, Chris, but like Gunji is is amazing. And then Gunji and Omega being friends, oh amazing. Oh, I love it. So good. And um you know, if the <laughs> I love how the um, you know the uh, Trandoshan slavers work together with the Imperials, and you know that's just like, of course they are. Um, also, one thing I loved—it's a detail, but I I forgot to write it down. But as we're talking about in the imps, I loved how as soon as the switch happens from clone soldiers to stormtroopers. The stormtroopers are just shit from the very beginning. Yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> it's Like they just like the bad bitches just mow them down because they're not getting hit. It's so good.
1: I love that, and it just goes to show. I mean, it's just like the little details like that make it so worthwhile to watch, mm-hmm. and it answers so many
0: questions about these crappy like stormtroopers. I love it. Yeah, and it's, but I'm also thinking like, how the hell did they? get so many soldiers that quickly of course we know they have like enslaved children and everything we know that from the uh from the last movie trilogy but and i think from other shows as well but just like that that's a very quick training no wonder they're so shit (laughs) at shooting is like that was a very rapid training accelerated training here um if they are going to replace their entire army within like a month it seemed like well, I think it goes back to even last season, so it's a, it's a longer
1: thing than just a month for sure, because last season, we yeah. got the, a lot of this in the beginning, and the comments about how the armor is worse, and the Empire's cutting costs, and making things just, like, overall worse, and I think that shows it entirely with these crappy stormtroopers.
0: Yeah, so good. Okay, quick question. Has there ever been, like, a good Trandoshan? I was I was thinking about this as well. Uh, I, I'm I don't think there has been, and I hope they that they, they the good trend oceans uh, will get some representation in the future because it, it reminded me a little bit about the uh, I forget what shitty name they came up with, but the slavers on in quote-unquote nigeria the night zigerian was it zigerian oh my god yes that's <laughs>
1: terrible yeah
0: that's what it reminded me of it's like oh okay so the trandoshans are now the the slavers of the galaxy or what's happening here and they're all slavers that's again not very nuanced i would love
1: to just learn that the actual trend planet is this like beautiful Garden of Eden like peaceful planet and just yeah. they just immediately expel anyone that who has any negative sentiments and that's just tra- <laughs> all the trans around the galaxy are evil, but all yeah. the ones at the home planet are just like these beautiful, happy, peace-loving
0: people. I can get with that hat cannon. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm in favor of that hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. That's established now. That should be that should be an episode like Ba- the Bad Badge crash lands on the, uh, on the Trandoshan planet. And they, they think, fuck we're on, in a, uh, on a planet of slavers. And then everybody's just suddenly really nice. And the bad, like really confused. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, but Rashad, this wouldn't be serially hooked if there wasn't a top four. So what was your, I think we're going to talk about our top four episodes of this season. Um, did you did you find it easy to come up with a list?
1: I thought it was easy. And then as I thought more and more, it ended up being kind of difficult because I think there was mm-hmm. like, I don't remember exactly the number, but maybe like five or six uh, that I think were really good. And there's like just such good quality between them. And uh, yeah, it was really tough, I guess, at the end to rank them. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, uh, the top one was quite easy Uh, I think one and two were easy for me. Uh, And then I think it was like, great. I just like, it's just, there's so many good episodes in this season. So I I have no complaints, none at all.
0: Great. Yeah. I, it was the same for me. I came up with a top four relatively quickly. I was sad that I couldn't include one episode, but that that's that. I'm not too sure about my, (laughs) uh, I think, yeah, again, one and two was pretty easy. Three and four was like, okay. Like I think one kind of stands out to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh it would be funny if there was no overlap there. Um, and then just like two to, two was was kind of a thing of its own. And then three and four were like, yeah, either of those. But they're definitely deserving to be in the top four. But let's not be cryptic anymore. Uh, Rashad, what's your number four episode of season two of Bad Batch?
1: My number four is episode 14, Tipping Point. Mm hmm. I just love the the uh, crosshair stuff and the the culmination of his arc for the season, his mm-hmm. getting tortured and trying to escape the the what is it? Plan 88, or whatever it was. Uh, I forget that what he says on the uh, he sends to the bad batch. Um, you get this little like you get the stuff with Chuchi as well. I tried to sneak Chuchi in here because I didn't have her main episode in my top four. (laughs) So, another little thing there. I like the the um, the doctor who is kind of empathetic towards him and uh, this kind of relationship, the bad you know, good cop, bad cop kind of vibe. Also this is the one thing that i wanted to talk about we haven't we didn't really talk about it yet i'm sorry to sneak this in here but no such a cool reveal that she's oh, like yeah. also a clone yeah. like uh-huh. what uh, incredible and i also remembered what else i wanted to talk about <laughs> great uh, you know what would be great so okay we've had all these theories about um omega and like What's special about her? Like is she force sensitive? Is she just like a combination of all the bad batch, all these things? You know what I would love it to be? What? I would love it to be just that she's a normal kid and mm-hmm. that she has nothing special about her and it's just Nala say likes her because she's a cute kid and she's nice and the like just all the emotional stuff that you know we've seen in front of our eyes are the things that's bonding her to everyone around her, and there's nothing actually special. That would be an amazing twist i don't think that's gonna be the case i feel like they're gonna have something up their sleeve but uh yeah that would just be so satisfying to me
0: honestly i don't think they have the restraint for that but i would prefer that as well uh like just a regular person no like rapid aging or anything just like just a person uh that would be amazing yeah i i I love the reveal at the end there as well i was wondering why why the um The scientist was like so amoral in a sense, but I guess that kind of makes sense now. Um, And I wonder where they're going to go with that in season three with like, I'm sure there's going to be some discussions between the two of them. And I'm sure Omega is going to try to sway her uh, sister to kind of help her. Um, but yeah, amazing that you that you remembered it <laughs> uh, because that's a really important thing that we shouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm glad we talked about it. So my number four is episode three, the solitary clone. Beautiful episode. It's such a good episode. The first one with crosshair, uh, we got Cody in here as well and uh, an ex-separatist governor, uh, who you know quotes Count Dooku uh, and in the end, you know, she she's taking the Imperial Governor hostage and everything. And and Crosshair kind of I think it was, a, was it was Crosshair or Cody, I don't remember. But they I think it was Cody, just kind of talked her down from a hostage hostage situation. And then the governor has has them and yeah, it's Crosshair who pulls the trigger. Uh, execute her and that's what results in cody going awol which just ah it i think yeah that is just the beginning of the end of the clones in a way where they come to realize that something is off and they also maybe have more of a sense of morality in in the uh, in the sense that they are acting upon it now earlier they could also definitely tell like okay this wasn't maybe the best thing to do but you know we're following orders so it's fine but here now cody is like no this was not okay i promised her this was would not resolve in in violence and the governor fucked me on this so uh i love that episode
1: isn't it incredible that D. Bradley Baker voices all of the Bad Batch? It's
0: so insane. It's, like, everybody. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like, all of the clones, too, right now. Or yeah, is yeah, that, yeah, All yeah. the yeah, clones,
1: yeah. all the Bad Batch, all these different characters and personalities and people. It's like, wow, what a great job.
0: Voice actors, man. It's insane. It's like, quick shout-out. I mean, they don't need my shout-out. It's one of the most successful podcasts, but... Critical Role, a DD and d podcast that I've come to like in the over the last year or so, which is super famous. Um, they're just a bunch of voice actors. And you can tell, like, the DM is so good. And he has, like, a million NPCs and a million distinct voices. And wow. it's so good. Um, what's your number three?
1: My number three is episode 12, The Outpost. Mm-hmm um i just phenomenal like the the end of not the end yeah i guess the, the turn on uh crosshairs arc i just love the snowy setting as well <laughs> obviously like the reveal of what's happening and all these different things and the disdain by the empire and then in the end crosshair shoots i just i just really liked you know watching that i was like oh captivated the whole way through and what's going to happen and kind of like this i thought that this would be the end for something like crosshair in terms of like a Mm -hmm. a, an arc and just to know that that's like sort of just the climax and there's still more to come in the season just made me so excited so that's definitely something a really lovely episode i enjoyed watching
0: nice my number three is episode eight truth and consequences and the entire you know the the episode itself is really interesting we have a lot of the high-stakes drama of um the Bad Batch trying to get proof that it was actually Rampart who destroyed uh, the Kaminoan cloning facilities, so they break into his ship and everything. Um, Meanwhile, Omega kind of challenges the ex-Kaminoan senator, who is being pretty cynical, which isn't surprising after everything that happened, uh, and Omega's pretty angry at her. Rex is on board here as well. Everything is just coming closer to the truth. They have the evidence. They give it to the politicians, to Chuchi and Organa. And then the Emperor shows up and just throws Rampart under the bus so hard, turns on him. He gets arrested. And uh, all this entire plot... That Rampart was kind of hatching, obviously, you know, working for the Emperor. Um, the Emperor still gets what he wants, uh, having like kind of questioning the uh integrity of the clones and you know, because of all of the clones that worked with and for Rampart and that like uh, doesn't that show that we need actual like people who can make their own decisions and their security risk the clones are? And so he gets what he wants. And that was such a strong ending that I I was just like, I was kind of loving it.
1: (laughs) I, not going to lie, I forgot about that episode. It was so good. (laughs) You're totally right. I just like, yeah, what a great episode. And whenever the Emperor shows up, it's just a mic drop in any episode of television. It's phenomenal. And it's kind of... Like how Star Wars used to use Darth Vader before they started using him more and more in other things, where it's just (laughs) like, as soon as he shows up at the end, it's just like all conversation is over. And it's really cool to just see that in the inner workings of all these things. And again, Chuchi coming back, love Chuchi, MVP of any episode she's in. So a great (laughs) episode of TV that I just somehow inexplicably in my like search through the seasons to find my top four i um, kind of forgot probably because the Wikipedia thumbnail is very nondescript.
0: <laughs> Always blame Wikipedia. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was kind of in the middle of the of the entire season, so.
1: And it came fun. out the same day as the clone conspiracy, so it was like two episodes at once.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. What makes sense also is your number two episode, which is.
1: Episode 3, The Solitary Clone. Ah, there you go. (laughs) For all the reasons you said, I love that episode. I think it also gave me so much hope for the season, where it's just Mm -hmm. like, oh my god, this is going to be a good episode, like season of television. (laughs) It just lifted up so well. I love to see Cody again, him going AWOL, all these questions about the Empire, the clones. Like, It just set up so many amazing things and brought us I think it it just brought me so much. And it's one of the episodes I think I'll remember most from this season because of that. It single-handedly, in my mind, leveled up the entire show.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, my number two is uh, episode 16, Plan 99. Obviously, the season finale is going to end like, breathtakingly and everything, but... Uh, so you know i could have said oh this is like my number one because like so much stuff happens in it and the cliffhanger is amazing but it's like yeah of course because it's the last episode of the season but um yeah i just i just really really like it obviously tech tech sacrificing himself was very powerful unexpected and uh you know very impactful i loved the switch of like the camera to a POV of Omegas who's, which is just like super hazy. Um, we have sits betrayal. Uh, and then obviously the, uh, kind of the turn here that, um, you know, that like, um, Omega is captured, but the ba- bad badge is able, able to kind of break free, uh, all of that stuff. And then, uh, the reveal at the end and everything, which is amazing. Uh, so really good. Just ending of this season, but I just bumped it a little bit because I mean, it's kind of cheating if it's the season finale.
1: So you're calling me a cheater.
0: (laughs) No, I'm calling the episode like a cheater cheating. Uh, I'm, I just, I'm just always wary of like, okay, this is like the season finale. So of course it's going to be amazing. So, uh, I'm sure you're number one now. After that is episode four, right?
1: Yes, clearly it is episode <laughs> four,
0: the best episode.
1: Yeah. No, it is definitely the season finale. And Chris just like shots fired, called me basically basic. So what? thanks, Chris. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: after you uh, basically called everyone who <laughs> like who just like watches the uh, <laughs> watches Mandalorian like basic as well. I call them
1: superficial Star Wars fans and you're not as a <laughs> superficial Star Wars fan if you're listening to this episode because yeah. why the hell would you be listening to this and watching The Bad Batch if you only care about things like The Mandalorian? Exactly. I think that this season of television is better than anything we've gotten in The Mandalorian this season. So. Whoa. A...
0: Okay. Okay. Slow your roll, man. That's what? that's a What's... high. Ooh, okay.
1: This season of Mandalorian has been meh to good. This episode of the season of the bad batch i mean it's completed so we haven't oh you
0: you mean the episode episode yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 i use you, you just said like the se- the entire season of
1: no bad no batch. i would say no for sure this season has higher highs than the highs of the yeah, mandalorian okay. season three like yeah, yeah, yeah. easy uh, i don't think that's even for question uh um, no 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 on average probably is similar because the bad stuff and this is worse than anything in the mandalorian <laughs> yeah. but i don't think we've gotten yet the most exciting stuff from the mandalorian this season no. and it's kind of unfortunate but here we are but yeah my my i said my number one is plan 99 the season finale so that's for all the reasons you said it's just phenomenal that scene i think uh as you said from omega's perspective like it's that stuff is only stuff you really see in like movies or like really well done television. You don't really see that. It's the first thing I remember. Right. I just remember re- remember being shocked watching that set, that sequence <laughs> and mm-hmm. just, yeah, great. All, 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 all through the end and you get reveals, you get great teasers for next season. And I think, yes, in the one hand you can say, okay, it's cheating. Cause it's the season finale. Cause the season finale is like supposed to be the best. Uh, but often, more often than not seasons of television don't land the ending and don't make it so so That's so true. good and unexpected and this sh- this season this episode of the tv like i did not expect any of the bad batch to die um let mm-hmm. alone tech in that way Um, uh, them going to find like just it's an omega getting kidnapped and no one it's just phenomenal i loved it really really good
0: yeah I agree.
1: (laughs) I think this episode of television to me solidifies the fact that this is kind of the season is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back season, not in quality, but in terms of like, this is Mm -hmm. like the downfall of the good guys. And then the recovery will be like next season or
0: whatever. Yeah, I'm done for that. (laughs) I just hope we don't get Ewoks.
1: I'm sure we will. Knowing this episode, knowing this show, we will. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But in a good way. Unless in uh, episode six. Um, my number one is actually episode 12, The Outpost. Oh, wow. Nice. I'm glad you liked it. I really liked that. Like, Crosshair doing the thing, like, I mean, Crosshair's entire arc, again, like, episode three is also one of my favorite episodes. Um, this entire setting, as you said, The Outpost, and it's super cold and snowy and kind of desperate the disgruntled co- clone commander mayday and the shitty superior who's like basically uh you know again calling like hating clones and basically viewing them as property which again is just now policy <laughs> um but all of that pressure and the the d- relationship that develops between the two kind of cynics Crosshair and mayday i thought kind of was kind of endearing the thing with the mine and all all, all the world building that happens through mayday i really like how like the periphery is just fucked like it doesn't it doesn't matter how many distressed calls for help they send they just don't get anything um and the reveal with the crates that like what the thing that's so important to the to the office commanding officer is the new stormtrooper uniforms like the replacements for the clones and just like, again, chef's kiss, really great, like tying a bow, like putting a bow on a bow. Um, and then of course the avalanche made a kind of not making it, dying in front of Crosshair who carried him all this way through the freezing cold and the officer who just does not care call would call medical attention to a clone waste of Imperial resources And the clones expendable and then crosshair just killing him for that was i was just cheering i was like fucking i love this episode um so yeah so good what a great episode
1: of tv i am really happy that it's made your
0: number one list yeah and i agree by the way just for the record the highs of this uh of this season are definitely higher than highs of the mandalorian so far season three um on average, maybe Mando's better. And I'm sure we're gonna. the average g- is going to increase significantly. Um, because who would have thought after the first six or seven episodes of this show, of this season, that this, it would be such a great one. Um, true,
1: true. Yeah. Just the Mandalorian has so much less of a runway. So yeah, give it to us now.
0: <laughs> exactly. And uh, to hear about whether that will come uh, true Stay tuned on Serial Hooked Star Wars as we will, of course, talk about the Mandalorian. uh Thank you, Richard, for going with me onto this journey through the Bad Batch season two.
1: It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed this, and I mean, is basically mandatory at this point because the show's so good.
0: Exactly, but this proves the point that even mandatory things can be fun sometimes. <laughs> Thank you so much if you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with our new releases, and just you know, tell a friend or two, maybe writers, wherever you listen to podcasts. For shot, I'm Chris, and talk to you next time. Bye.